0: Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was an unsettling sound. Oh, God, that is fucking disgusting. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> Ready? Yeep. Welcome to Justice Losers, a podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TV's, and comics. I'm your host Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Pat Matt. Matt, what should people do?
1: Like, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, specifically check out our
0: Gmail. I'm gonna go.
1: We got one of those.
0: I was gonna go tweet something.
1: Go tweet something. Okay, we're on Twitter. Justice Losers Pod at Twitter.com. Wait, at Justice Losers Pod.
0: Oh, we fucked up. and Twitter.com. Forgot to release. Last week's episode, my fault. So double feature week, Woo. ending that week in A because, like, week because we're weak.
2: Yep. <laughs>
1: Hashtag. I, 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 I appreciate the joke. That's good. Yes.
0: Professionalism in podcasting.
2: All right.
1: Let's do it. Nailed it. We got a tweet at Just Us Losers Pod, where mostly Preston goes on rants, and yeah, it's kind of delightful. Haven't done it in a while. Yeah, you should get back on that. I Maybe thought I you said
0: we should rant about how bad we are at podcasts. You know
1: that would be that probably be pretty good.
0: <laughs> pretty appropriate. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what you been up to? Oh,
1: uh, very little because we recorded on like Wednesday night. Yep. And um, never
0: got it out, but
1: yep. But it's okay. it it happened. Uh, I did watch one more episode of Sherlock. Because I'm going back through that. Oh, hey. Okay. okay. Uh, so we watched the Reichenbach Fall, which is the season three, or season two finale. And if you know the original short story, you know how that one ends. Yep. Um, Not as good as I remember.
0: Mm.
1: The first season is good. That's about all, all. I mean, some of the second season is fun. And I think, as I remember, the third season has one or two good ones, but. Yeah. Going back through it, you can really see the seams. It's a really fun first watch show, I think, but um, the the, the charm kind of is a good veneer, but it covers up sort of ridiculous plots and like writing where Sherlock finds everything except for he doesn't see one thing, but the thing is something that's planted so the audience sees it so they can feel smart too. Mm. And it's just, yeah. Like, I enjoy it. It's a good show. You should watch it, but it's not the, the end all be all that some aggressive fans think it is.
0: Well, that could be applied to fucking any fandom. This
1: is true. This is this is very true. Um I think this one in particular gets a like a has a really excited fan base. Gotcha. It's like nine point something on IMDB. Good lord. So.
0: Alright.
1: Yep. Um, and then I watched Midsommar.
0: Yes you did. Yeah. And you said Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's more of a, eh, yeah, than a, eh. Like,
0: yeah. And I, I clarified last episode that will also come out at the same time. Yeah. Uh, that it's not a phenomenal movie. No. Um, I enjoy it for the different kind of horror that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely elicited different feelings than most horror movies do yeah that's um fair. and i think i liked it more once i started reading more into the meanings and behind the scenes and mm-hmm. not behind the scenes but mainly the meanings of things and the metaphors and all that kind of stuff and, right um the fact that some of those tradi- those uh uh ceremonies were fucking real ceremonies in swedish tribes mm-hmm. like the cliff mm-hmm. is a real ceremony uh-huh. what the holy shit
1: yep <laughs> Stay weird, Sweden. Um, we... No,
0: maybe not right now because there's super there's there's some hefty xenophobia stuff. That's true. Which actually will com- kind of bleed into our discussion a little bit. No. Uh We'll do a brief, say five minute spoiler, give or take. We'll put I'll,
1: a... I'll try to remember timestamps. Yeah. No promises. I didn't even remember to edit the last episode. So yeah. Well, my you've, you've had
0: like a rough, rough end of last week. <laughs> it's
1: been yeah. It's been a been a weird one.
0: Yeah. But uh, so spoilers for Midsummer. If you don't care. Keep on listening, because it's going to be an interesting discussion based on yep. uh, what it is. Uh, but if you do care and what... Um,
1: if gore bothers you, you're not going to watch this movie. Yeah, that's definitely... Let's put it that's, that way.
0: Yeah, if, if you have a problem with gore, avoid this at all costs. Yeah. Um, so, to me, what's interesting about it is it's basically a giant metaphor for the breakup. Right. It's a breakup um, movie. That's and, what Ari Aster says about it. Yeah, and uh, the guy who plays the main guy... Said that basically it's a nightmare for everyone but a fantasy for her. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea of it. It yeah. especially makes the smile make way more sense. Yeah. Um
1: well she's going from a place of grief and isolation and loss of family and loss of family.
0: To a welcoming family.
1: She's yeah, well, she's basically in a group where origin like originally with the the grad students and douchebag boyfriend. She's kind of in a group of people that don't support her particularly like they nominally do but they don't they don't really care about her. Yeah. Um and they they're not actually the sort of community she needs and so she ends up finding a place mm-hmm. and this place is somewhere where she can she can fit in and feel at home mm-hmm. and she can kind of let out those emotions cathartically. Yeah. Um I love it it messed with me but I love that scene where she makes the choice and then runs crying into the house and all yeah. of the women follow her and they're all like and the, the with her and part, they're, yeah. they're like letting it out like that's it's terrifying and horror movie, yeah. but it's kind of uplifting.
0: You're fucked up like, well, like
1: <laughs> it's a it's a cathartic release for her and it's her finding a group of people that are sympathizing and helping her work through her pain. And yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of what she needed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, I told you this in the car on the way over. But one day Ari Aster's gonna sit down and make my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. He just hasn't gotten anywhere close yet.
0: Yeah. Um. There's one thing. The, the one, the large problem I had with it is actually, and this tends to be, it's stuff. This is something I'm noticing. Um. And whenever we get around to it, uh, foreshadowing to our uh, few episodes in the future. Uh, we have episodes coming out if we record on time mm-hmm. that release on our birthdays. Uh, that's the benefit of both of us having a birthday exactly two weeks di- uh, apart. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna do a movie about explaining kind of what we what a, makes a movie. A... Huh.
1: A movie. We're I, gonna, uh, do, we're a gonna a do an movie? episode. On... <laughs> this is uh, more work that I thought we were gonna put in here. <laughs> we're do an
0: episode on what makes our movies. Uh, what makes the movies that we enjoy the most. Uh, and one of them for me is like. Tiny details about trusting the audience to notice something. Mm-hmm. Um a good example of we're doing it well is um uh last Skywalker or Last Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker. I'm <laughs> fucking everything up. Rise of Skywalker when um, Kylo's scar goes away. They don't address it, but it happens. Right. Bad example is in Midsummer when after like they show you basically they show you the entire love story thing on the panel. Right. On that that text or the um cloth. Mm-hmm. So I looked at them like, okay, someone's definitely going to cut their blood and uh, cut their loins and put blood in it. And then, like, the cup, his cup was noticeably red, like, yeah. with orange. And I noticed that the moment it popped on screen. Yep. I was like, I was well, mostly because I was constantly looking for drinks and if there was anything that was different colored. So I mm-hmm. saw that and I was like, oh, hey, that's blood. Mm-hmm. But then they zoomed in on it. and I was like, okay. Like, th- thanks for pointing it out, but, like. It was obvious enough that you didn't need to do that.
1: You know, you're too good at this because I didn't even catch that. <laughs> at all? No.
0: Until it zoomed in or just at all? Not at all. Really? Yeah. Wow. This okay, news yeah. to me. So when it was like uh, early on when it was panning across that text and it was like about the love story of like the girl who cuts her. Yeah, wife. no, like I caught that. Yeah, Did but... you, get the, you got the hair thing and they were like, oh, yeah. it's a pube. Right. That's part of it too. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, yeah, I noticed that. I was like, oh, cool. I noticed the moment it came up and then they zoomed in. And I'm like, damn it. I okay. actually visit, like, all, like verbally said, damn it. See, I think
1: you're almost too good at catching details at this point. Because <laughs> they'll do something that is subtle enough that it's going to miss an oblivious doofus like me. And <laughs> it's too obvious for you. Like, where's the... Oh, I, where's the middle, middle <laughs> ground?
0: That, that Yeah, that's... See, the thing is, I miss... I find tiny details, but I also miss, like, themes... You're Mm. a lot better at catching, like, grander-scale stuff. This
1: is true, yeah.
0: This is why we do a good podcast. Exactly. Decent podcast. Our reviews are getting kind of good because Mm -hmm. we together fucking find everything. (laughs)
1: Yeah, we do. (laughs) Um,
0: But, yeah, no, uh, that's one thing that, like, actually in the movie, pinpoint I didn't like. Okay. That they pointed that out so obviously because I was like, trust Mm -hmm. your audience more. Sometimes I guess they shouldn't trust you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not very trustworthy,
0: <laughs> but uh stuff like that, and um yeah, yeah, that's one point specifically but
1: i i just i feel like I wanted to like it more than I actually did um i I, think... lo- I loved the the entire first act, just yes the the dialogue is fantastic, it feels like you can feel the tension in re- mm-hmm. in the relationship without having to resort to shouting each other, yeah or arguing or even really disagreeing
0: yeah
1: it's fantastically authentic dialogue yes it, it feels like a real couple that's falling it apart It
0: exactly does like uh i not to dive into too personal stuff, <laughs> but like it, it felt personal to me because like yep. i kind of have been through that where yep. it was like people saying hey this isn't great for you to both me and the other party yeah people are like this isn't great for you and we're like no it just shut up like don't shut up i'm gonna go answer this phone call and deal with it mm-hmm. when in hindsight was not healthy for either yep um and that's why luckily re- it didn't
1: that's why our relationship is strictly platonic
2: now yes
0: yeah we worked through it yep i didn't want to say it was you but i did we were trying to keep <laughs> we <laughs> <No>. had sex <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know luckily uh that relationship my relationship ended yeah. the way it did in the movie um <laughs> with with you being <laughs> with me being burned, burned alive. to death. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! No, but uh yeah no the, just the whole first act like y- you felt that it was the beginning of the end it yeah. wasn't like a relationship that has fallen apart it was like you could see where later they were going to break up and they ultimately did
1: the cores rotted out but the tree hadn't fallen down yet
0: great analogy yep not food-based so i disapprove but
1: well i can't do food-based analogies because that's, that's, that's your thing my yes trademark. exactly <laughs> um yeah, so I I love the first act. I love the dialogue and then they they get to the commune and everything's just moving so slow. And that might have been my issue with it is it was just too slow for me.
0: To me, I think I think I had the benefit of being at work mm. that the slow parts kind of got brushed under the rug but like Mm -hmm. i got sucked into the intense moments right so basically it was non-stop intense moments to me because anything that was slow paced Mm. and kind of ignorable which really nothing was ignorable
2: yeah
1: everything
0: felt like it moved to the ultimate
1: like i was paying attention the whole time but it felt like okay cliff dive of doom and then just a half hour of eating and walking and talking in swedish
0: the rest of it it seemed like what he wanted to do was try to find a middle ground between intense horror and also like building a culture. Right. That it's kind of hard to do that because that full thirty minutes of eating and talking, if you were paying attention, like I mean, if you you missed the blood thing, so there's probably other stuff that you missed. I'm sure. You missed that. A lot of it was establishing the runes. Hmm. Um. Like the shape of the table, the sh- like uh, all the the clothing and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. notice every every person had their own rune and stuff right. like that. Um. Which which explains why when they did the um. Choosing the people by lottery. It was they all have rune. their own individual room, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I did. Know, was, I did get that part. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But it was a lot of that stuff. Like yeah. it was just kind of establishing this, and it's like, okay, I get that there's this whole culture, but also like murder people more, please. <laughs> 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 I'm here for that. Yeah. I'm here for the unsettling. Yep. Um.
1: And I think it's. I think it is a good move to have the really shocking moment like that because it puts you into kind of a heightened sense. Yes. Exactly. The whole time.
0: And that was my next point. It Was just like this eating. You're like, the fuck are they gonna do with it? Like, every time I saw meat on the table, I'm like, fuck, 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 (laughs) fuck, fuck. who is that, who, what, what's going on, who is this? And then nothing happened, and I'm like, you motherfucker, it's just kind of like blue ballsing you with horror, and I think that was kind of also one of the intents of this dragging out this middle part. Yeah. Is it like, okay, you saw something horrifying, this, these people are fucked up, now watch them be normal, and you don't think they're normal.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I, I don't, like, I get that it was necessary, and I see how it all fits together structurally. Yeah. It just, it didn't really jive for me. Um, and as much as I, I love, um, Florence Pug
0: <laughs> Pew, I, I, I heard it was pew. Okay, like, yeah,
1: all right, Florence Pugh. Uh, she, I love her performance, and I was invested in her character. But just her, her journey. I was like, yeah, okay, good Makes for sense. you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like thrilled about it. Yeah. Um, And I kind of, I had the same problem. I think it it's eerie how similar my feelings are were to hereditary. First act is brilliant. Yeah. Like if the rest of the movie had the same sense of the wh- first movie or the first act hereditary, would be my favorite horror movie. Yeah. And then it just kind of falls off a cliff and the second act, nothing happens.
0: You're such an asshole. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and it just, it's it slows down. And then the climax is thrilling and exciting and much more, like, supernatural horror yeah. stuff. Um, so you're going to love it.
0: Yeah, I fucking hate it. I'm uh, <laughs> not going to watch it. <laughs>
1: like, it's tough to scare me, but Hereditary scared me in one or two places. Yeah. Um, It ramps up, but I was more, I guess, emotionally disengaged. Yeah. And so I wasn't really into what was happening. I was like, okay, this is happening. Yeah. Um, part of the problem might be that I've seen this same plot like four times now hmm. with Wicker Man, Wicker Man, and then uh, the Apostle. Okay, what are you looking at?
0: Fathers that just like decided oh. to <laughs> go away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, yeah. So like it, it it's well made. It's exceptionally well acted. Um, Will Poulter makes a really great, just obnoxious douche. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like his character almost felt unrealistic as in how much of a realistic do she was
0: yeah and you, you caught the skin the fool foreshadowing right no um they were doing like at the very beginning they were like uh dancing and singing a song in swedish and they're like what are they doing and it's called they're singing a song called skin the fool and then he was uh, the one that was skinned and he had the fool hat and mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense like the moment they said skin the fool i was like all right what does that mean? Like, that thats v- that seems very specific. Yep. That's going to be foreshadowing, so I was going to watch for that one. Very literal foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I think the one of the things that appealed to me about this movie was the the difference between this and most other horror movies is, like, you usually, when something happens to someone, you immediately see what happened to them. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it is. It's like, oh, this person, like, you watch them get separated from the group, and you're like, okay, I know they're going to die, and you watch it happen. Yep. This one, person goes missing... And you're like, where did they go? Oh, is he
1: having a drug fueled orgy in the woods?
0: Yeah, and we have no idea what's going yeah. on. And then the particularly the first guy mm-hmm. is the one that he goes missing. And like before you real, that's before you really know that people are going missing, right? Are gonna go missing. So you're like, okay, maybe he did actually go get. Yeah. Ma- maybe this is like he went and did something, and they're gonna do something to her before he gets back, and that's gonna be something. Mm-hmm. Like you're not really certain. And they fucking reveal what happened to the dude. And you're just like, holy mother of God. Yep. Good old blood eagle.
1: Yeah. That was, that's, a, that was fun.
0: Goddamn. That, that's a real torture. you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Vikings. Yep. Vikings are terrible people. Yes, they are. That's a, there's a reason they're not in the Super Bowl. Ha <laughs> ha Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. But yeah, no, so I, I, like I mentioned, it's not a phenomenal movie. Right. But I think the it's the small reasons that I, that I enjoyed it. And mm-hmm.
1: I'm really excited to see the next movie that he puts out. Mm-hmm. Just cuz he's Would you put
0: this above or below Hereditary? Um if you had to choose one.
1: Oof. I'm going to I'd put it like just a half step below. Okay. Um the first act of Hereditary got me more and I was more if not emotionally engaged, more viscerally engaged in mm-hmm. the in the climax. Um and I think the the drama was sustained, like the, the human drama, the character drama was sustained better throughout in Hereditary. Yeah. Um, but these are, they're very close. Yeah. Of just like a, you know, like it's a good movie. I didn't love it. Oh, it just wasn't for me so yeah. much, but I'm going to keep watching them as long as he keeps putting them out.
0: Yeah. Last, uh last question about it. Um, Yes or no. did uh, P- 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 Pella, 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 did he kill her parents? and sister no 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 i'm fully on board that she that he did okay it's um so how much did you read about like interviews and like and fan theories and stuff almost nothing i watched
1: one video the the ryan hollinger video
0: there's a crown of flowers on the nightstand of the parents Uh uh-huh that very very closely resembles hers okay um there is, there is some explanation that it can explain why, since they're in, like, New York or something and she's in Minnesota or something like that. Like, they're mm-hmm. very different places, but also, like, so maybe not him, but a member of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew, like, they knew this whole uh, – he obviously is very familiar with the whole culture. Yeah. And so we can see that um, he – when he was giving consolation to her, it was very dry – Mm-hmm. and not genuine it didn't feel genuine he was just right. like oh i haven't had a chance to say i'm sorry about your parents mm-hmm. and then like was constantly trying to just put little like stoke the fire of uh distrust between the two of them mm-hmm. so like kind of trying to further that thing interesting um he my dad's watching the packers game right now <laughs> <laughs> uh it, it was it was a lot of like very small details that kind of made it seem like pele knew a lot of what like this seemed to be in his hands the whole time mm-hmm. um it may not have been him that does it, but there's also just tiny little details like uh the duct tape around her around her sister's mouth mm-hmm. was way too perfect to be hers like her her own doing okay um especially given the fact that there is a drug clearly that paralyzes them while keeping them conscious mm-hmm. um so she had that they gave that they did that to her mm-hmm. um and then yeah, it's just okay, it's like a whole bunch of tiny little things. It's
1: it's interesting. I don't understand what the point would
0: be. The point would be that the fucking Swede, this Swedish village is goddamn fucked up. Um, <laughs>
1: okay, because I I came out of this like okay, it's Wicker Man, but what if the creepy cultists were the good guys? Yeah, and not like the good guy yeah. good guys, but like what if they had a point?
0: Yeah. Um. One of the other things was uh. Um it was it was very focused on like they they emphasized really hard in the early early on that she was like uh my sister sent me this thing and it's not something that she, it's it's not something that it doesn't sound like it came from her. <laughs> like so it's like uncharacteristic and then this.
1: Um okay, that's not how I was reading that dialogue. Yeah. I was reading it as it is something she would send but worse than something she sent before.
0: Okay. Um and there was one that uh I was reading this. The way that Arios, Arias, Arias, Arias... Ariaster, Arioso, Arioso. <laughs> the way he works is if he doesn't want you to think something, he will he will make it obvious that it's not the case.
1: Arioso, because like Oso is bare in
0: oh, Spanish. Wow, that is.
1: <laughs> I didn't even mean to
0: do that. That's good.
2: <laughs> um, Sorry, what were you saying? But yeah, people
0: were saying that like the way that he he directs if. He likes to leave a bunch of things open-ended mm-hmm. unless he doesn't want you to think something and he will make something prove, like, in mm-hmm. there that will prove that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think that's one of the open interpretations that is possible and all things can lead to it if you look at it that way. Okay. Because, um, you know, ambiguity is fine in a movie as long as you do it right. Yeah. And I like that theory. I like the theory that Pele and this whole organization is like – or this whole cult is just – like really smart and they know what they're doing they're planting the right seeds because they've been doing it for a million years
1: Mm -hmm. it feels out of character just with the i don't know the version of the movie i watched Mm -hmm. but i'm not gonna reject it at hand okay interesting
0: all right any other last comments on that i think that i think that's it i'm gonna text you the minute mark
1: okay close spoilers unquote end of spoiler discussion of midsummer
0: 22 minutes all right we're twenty-two minutes. Holy shit!
1: Cool. Moving on. Moving on. News.
0: Mm, uh, well, we haven't done. All oh. a of been up what, what you, been up to? you been up to? What you've been up to? Anything else you've been up to? No, I've been up to nothing. Uh, I watched. Let me pull back up my notes. I have them somewhere. That's my monopoly strategy. There's Win? actually there's actually a statistic, uh, yeah. statistical strategy to it.
1: Buy the orange ones. Huh? Buy the orange no. ones. Yeah.
0: I'll I'll show you the thing. Uh, so one, I watched Moonlight. Oh yeah, I'm watch it. Have you seen it yet? Yes, I saw it a long time ago. Yeah, that is a I, I'm very unfamiliar with coming of age stories. I don't think I've watched very many. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely a new experience to me. And like watching it was different for me, but I very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, cried multiple times. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Andrew made a comment that there's like a ton of hand jobs. I was gonna have a date night, and I was like, Hey, what movie should I watch? And I watched like Moonlight's kind of going through my list. And he's like, If you want to. See a whole bunch of hand jobs on a date night, then sure. <laughs> so I was going into it expecting just a whole bunch. Like I was watching at work, and I was prepared to like just have to like minimize quickly. Mm-hmm. But it was just one, and you don't even like really see it. Right. The point of it isn't the that itself. The point of it is the character development. Right. Um.
1: It's the it, I think it's the sweetest hand job in movie history.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> 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 um. I watched the first half of Inside Lewin Davis. Oh. Which I had just left work and I haven't had a chance to finish yet. Okay. I'm enjoying it. It's definitely one of those, uh, the movies that I enjoy where it's like everything goes wrong all the time. Yeah. Like it's just every single step of the way something goes wrong and you're like, yep. no, but it's not like as emotional as The Hunt where it's someone's life at stake. Right.
1: <laughs> it's just this this loser losing.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, you're watched...
1: You're going to really enjoy Uncut Gems whenever you get around to that.
0: I've been told that I won't enjoy it because I didn't like punch drunk love because of the whole like anxiety inducing mm. film style,
1: but it's one of those ones where just like everything goes wrong all the time
0: We'll see all right we'll see if I'd... i' need there's to get conflict
1: right. here which one of these which these... one outweighs the other yeah yeah uh,
0: and I also watched a watch nineteen seventeen right, which watched two days ago mm-hmm. yeah two days ago a bunch of us went uh, I heard you were... didn't
1: like it very much.
0: Listen, fuck off. (laughs) Fuck off to Carter and fuck off to Brendan for just thinking that I can only like or not like a movie. I, I, okay. (laughs) I'll get more into this when I, when we, when I get to my episode on what I like in a movie. When it comes to the way a plot is structured, Mm -hmm. A to B stories where it's just, I have a, it's just, it's the hero's journey, I guess, quote unquote. Right. This one seemed like more of just a linear, like, it's just, he has one, I'm gonna get there, and that's it.
1: That's why you don't like Rogue One, because it's kind of, here's these people, they gotta go here. Yeah, and then they do. And that's
0: like, and it just, that, it's fine, I have no problem with, there are some movies that I like that are like that, Mm -hmm. but it's lower on my ladder, it's a lower rung on my ladder of, like, what I like in a movie. Mm Um. I prefer complexity in the story of, like, trying to figure, like, there's mystery that, like, I'm able to put together. Like, this, my my ability to find tiny details that mm-hmm. lead to things gets completely unused in movies like this.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, That's so, I, I think you're at a phase of movie watching that I was at, like, end of high school, start of college. Because hmm. I started seriously, like, seriously watching movies early high school, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, paying more attention to actual details in cinematography and i went through a phase where i was just all about complex plots and yeah mystery and details and stuff yeah. like that and so I, I think it's very interesting that you're at that same point kind yeah. of at the same point in your movie watching development
0: yeah i mean i like it in more than in movies right um, yeah in general like games that there is uh, it games and comics and stuff like that and just and d and d i like this just interweaving like things that just all kind of come together at some point like it, yeah. it's just i like this i like webs rather than lines right um and that's something that, that i said i said at the very end of the movie i said this is going to kill in the technical oscars but i don't think it's going to win best picture Maybe that's misguided. I don't it's have. It's kind of the
1: favorite to win. Okay. According to like the Vegas yeah. odds.
0: I, I don't have a lot of experience on knowing what wins. I haven't really like focused much on the Oscars because we do episodes, but I also just kind of like gloss over them. Hmm. Um. So I guess I don't really know what would go, what would happen in the Oscars. Um. But
1: if there's a hand job, it wins.
0: Didn't they not win? Moonlight won. I thought it was Moonlight then La La Land.
1: Nah, La La Land then Moonlight.
0: Okay. I I couldn't, I can never remember which of them got shafted. Um <laughs>
1: Ironically not the one with the shaft <laughs> Well I guess I guess favorite the favorite didn't win In 2018 that one had a hand job or two. Oh,
0: Anyway Uh <laughs> Um It was a phenomenally beautiful movie mm-hmm. Just the diversity Of the sets walking through no man's land Is just bleak and grey The uh Um the, there's a scene when he, when it's nighttime and there's flares going up and the whole mm-hmm. scene is lit by flares mm-hmm. is fucking gorgeous. Cause the shadows are sweeping because oh. the flare is moving and it's just like the, and, and they like, they took all the dark spots and made them pitch black. Mm-hmm. So it's like you see the, you see what's lit and you do not see what's not. lit. Ooh, um, I'm going to love this. There's a sunrise. He's running away from the sunrise and it's fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's just every, every set piece is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the, there's a couple cuts where there's one cut in particular that for people that don't know, this movie is designed to look, make it look as like a one shot. Mm-hmm. Except there's one where it's like, he gets knocked unconscious and there's like, bedside. okay. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, but there's one where they they use a building like a do- they're walking through a door to cut, mm-hmm. and one of the characters stride breaks, uh, and I notice that and I'm like, oh yeah. no! But the rest of it's fine. Like okay. the rest of it, um, uh, pretty seamless. Pretty seamless, yeah. Okay. There's a few where you notice like there's a rock that um that kind of covers the person. You like you know the, you yeah. know when scenery. If, cont- if you're paying attention,
1: is- you can tell when the cuts yeah. are, but
0: um. But honestly, knowing some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, like this, the jump into the water like in the mm-hmm. trailer, that's actually two separate cuts. Okay. Like, they cut together after his jump, and then – so he jumps into a mat, and then they do a jump into the water, and mm-hmm. they cut that together. And, like, I'm just imagining they did, like, 800 of each of them, and they found the two frames that fit perfectly together and cut there. Yep. I can't imagine what Prob- they did. Probably. Um, but knowing that that happened, that they're able to cut together based on – like cut together just looking at his movements mm-hmm. given that there's 300 cuts i don't know where the rest of them are i can maybe point out like 15 yeah but other than that it's pretty fucking seamless all right um because i know there was one in birdman that i saw that mm. there was a p- pole that like they're like slightly offset from where they were it was two mm. guys talking and walking and one of them was like a little bit further back than he was oh it's like that um Two guys, one being Michael Keaton, and the other one being whoever else was in that movie. <laughs> but no, it's it's a beautiful movie. The acting's amazing. Seeing uh, uh, naturally um, Tom and Baratheon and um, uh, Rob Stark are brothers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's the acting's great. The the character I. I knew that one character was going to die early on. If you just look at the trailers, you'll know that one character dies. So I was going into it not emotionally attached to him, Right. Which they definitely do a good job of trying to attach you to Mm him. But if you avoided the trailers, it would have been emotionally attaching. Uh But if you've seen the trailers, then you're not going (laughs) to. Yeah. Uh, But no, it's a a great movie. The Carter and Brendan seem to think that I can only like or not like a movie. You can't? You can can have nuance? (laughs) (laughs) I can very much love many aspects of a movie and dislike another aspect of the movie mm-hmm. and still think it's a great movie i'll fucking watch it again dude all right if if this was an imax movie i would do it okay especially because i the, when i watched it it was a dead pixel and the sound and the movie next to us was super loud and it ruined all the silent moments yep. so i kind of want to re-experience it yep. but uh no i it's a good movie i genuinely right. enjoyed it um i don't know how best picture works but me neither. When you get around to watching it, and people who get around to watching it, I think that there needs to be a category in the Oscars for actors that went through the most. Particularly for, like, The Revenant. Oh, yeah. But I think, if we're going to do that, if we're going to, like, find, uh, what is it, he did get the Oscar for that one, right? that's the one we finally If we're doing, like, Best Actor, based on, like, how much he had to go through, I think, fucking, what's the main actor's name in 1917? Do you know his name offhand? I don't, actually. His... Left hand deserves the Oscar, and it'll make a lot more sense when you're watching the movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna watch. You're gonna get like uh, 30 minutes in. You're gonna be like, now I get what he was talking about. And then All it's right. just throughout the rest of the movie, it's just gonna be like, his left hand deserves <laughs> deserves an Oscar for best actor. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Actually, I, I want to. So his hand gets cut at one point. Okay. And it's a very clear. Barbed wire cut, mm-hmm. but and it like you can see it like in the skin, and it looks like his hands are prosthetics. But then he like moves his hand really well, and it doesn't look uber thick. And I'm like, prosthetics are getting really good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yep. That's
2: 1917.
0: All right. Cool. I played Civ again. I got attacked. Cool. That's it. That's nice. all I have to say about Good. that. Yep. News! News! I want to, real quick, before we get into this week's news, I forgot about two weeks ago to actually go over all the news that happened in my world. Okay. Blue Beetle series reporting uh, reportedly working at, in the works at HBO Max. Okay. Goddamn finally. I mean, right. I mean this yeah? just adds to the list of DC projects that are reportedly in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want a Blue Beetle movie because mm-hmm. it's a Latino a Latino movie, a Latino superhero, which we don't get very many of. Mm-hmm. In fact. I don't think we have a single Latino act uh, superhero going on right now. Nope, we got nothing. X twenty three. Okay, that's fair, but it was one off movie, and she's not gonna sequel. It's true, but Blue Beetle, Latino, get uh, Jaime, and it. Okay, well, okay, you could do Ted Cord, who's another white rich guy, mm-hmm. but I feel like if Warner Brothers has any fucking social awareness, they're not gonna <laughs> do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blue Beetle uh, grew up like uh, El Paso, mm-hmm. Lat- Latino, poor family. Great opportunity for some diversity, yeah, also just great actor, also he's the one that when infinity war came out with the um Iron Man nanobot thing, like the way that all worked, mm-hmm. I was like, remember when I was just like, we need a blue Beetle movie with this technology, yep, that's fucking what I'm hoping for, all right, um, oh, well, this news is seeing black masks black mask, yeah, in the trailer, wait, we knew that, yeah, we didn't know that, uh. PlayStation boss said, "Oh, you you haven't heard about the PS5? The PS5 has been fully announced. Uh, I do know that it exists. That's all I know. It's gonna be uber fucking bonkers powerful, apparently. Um, Also, gonna be seven hundred dollars. So, Preston's gonna opt out of that one. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) until like I'm super loaded. Uh, But they say the the big the big unique features haven't been announced yet. So, given that they're doing full back to PS1 reverse compatibility." I'm interested to see what can top that okay And it's got like a ton of SSD and it's gonna be like one of the fastest running and it's got a 4k capability it's mm-hmm. already a super powerful system yeah I'm interested to see what else they can do if maybe like uh, it'll come alive
1: <laughs> I bet I I'll, I'll bet you a nickel that it can give you a hand job
0: cool is it gonna win an Oscar no now oh, we're 50 50 on it so maybe maybe not yeah, I don't know um, The long-awaited Flash movie might be based on Flashpoint Okay, alright um, We fucking knew that Yeah, that's, And uh, then that we didn't know that And then we knew it again And then we didn't know that Stop making news on it
1: I'm just gonna stop listening to Flash news <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, it does give me an excuse Oh, I have my shirt no, not, you have another Gosh shirt. dang it
0: <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers is apparently making an AI That can predict film success
1: I mean, I can do that for you, Warner Brothers.
0: Yeah, I can too. I took a fucking intelligent data analytics class.
1: Pay me $20 an hour and pay me $100 and I'll tell you if your movie's going to succeed based on the trailer.
0: I don't think your track record is flawless enough on that. It's pretty good. Is it? I think so. Oh, well, okay, yeah. You do pretty. Well, you said you were excited for Hellboy.
1: I was excited for Hellboy. I was concerned after seeing the trailers.
0: Um, and we also have seen, um, Colin Farrell as Penguin.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm gonna, looks, I am gotta look through this. He
0: looks pretty okay. I'm gonna, I guess I'll fucking... Not
1: Cloin Farrell.
0: <laughs> Clean Farrell? Cloin. Cloin? Cloin Farrell?
1: I mixed up the L and the O. Uh,
0: Colin Farrell. Penguin. Yeah, I'm gonna take a screenshot of it and post it on the, uh, on the good old. I mean, he looks like I like the way he looks. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, it's just a straight tux. Like they're they're yeah. going grounded for this movie. Clearly, mm-hmm. um, they're not going to make him fat. I think they're gonna they're gonna kind of do what they did at the beginning of the Gotham show, where um, he doesn't look like a penguin, he doesn't act like a penguin, but like I think maybe the fact they'll probably do like, oh, he likes tuxes and he likes the cold weather mm-hmm. or something like that and they're going to be a, and people are just going to call him penguin. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just going to be a nickname that sticks. Uh, I think he's going to go by Cobblepot the entire movie and there's going to be one reference to him being penguin. Okay. Um which I kind of prefer that they do cuz they do that they did that with all the um all the uh, non-named characters. They never called Jonathan Crane Scarecrow. They called him like one time. In Batman Begins, it was always mm-hmm. Crane. Right. Um, who else was there? Well, Rachel Gould, Joker, uh, Harvey Dent. Mm hmm. Never called him Two Face.
1: Except the one, like, Harvey Two Face thing. Oh. In the hospital.
0: Yeah. Um, and then. Well, yeah, Talia al Ghul was just Talia al Ghul. She wasn't Leviathan then. Um, and Bane is Bane. Bane is Bane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I think they're gonna do, like, the Jonathan Crane and Harvey Dent kind of thing, where he just goes by Oswald Cobblepot, and they'll some, at some point mention him being like, oh, he dresses like a penguin or something, and then everyone in the audience who is not me, like, not my level of DC, people who, like, kinda know, they're like, ha 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 ha, cause Penguin, and I'll be like, no fucking shit, shut up, stop talking <laughs> in the movie theater.
1: <laughs> I, I bet they actually do call him Penguin in the movie, cause he's a different kind of character than Crane, who's just, like, a psychologist, or...
0: Well, he's just a he's just a mob boss.
1: Yeah, but like mob bosses often have colorful names in real life.
0: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah.
1: So, I'm I'm betting they do actually call him Penguin. Okay. And maybe like it's a it's a nickname behind his back that he doesn't like. I think that maybe... I
0: think that I think might be because mm-hmm. he doesn't like being he didn't like Penguin didn't like being called Penguin early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's probably where they're gonna go. I hope they don't go like he gets deformed via different reasons. <laughs> I kind of like how they did that with Gotham. He just kind of had a limp, mm-hmm. um, but then he like had his nose broken, so it became a little more penguin like. He like uh. he like shattered his legs, so he started waddling a lot more. He got obsessed with suits and stuff like that, and mm. he kind of developed into the penguin. I kind of like the way they did it. Okay. I don't want him to do it again. Okay, so fair enough. Yeah, no, it looks pretty good. I'm excited right. to see. I'm glad there. I'm glad this is happening. Yeah, like it. It doesn't feel like it's – It still feels like it's a. It's a movie that's just kind of like a pipe dream. Right, but. It's, it's filming
1: it's fully cast it's filming it's got it's director got star
0: a stacked cast yeah i'm i'm ready for this i'm on board i until the moment the first trailer comes out and it looks like absolute dog shit <laughs> i'm really excited <laughs> for this movie <laughs>
1: yep well it's checking all the boxes this far yeah Yep. uh now for real news that's happened real recently. news it's been a slow news week partly because like we did we, most of the news we did ago. all the trailers that dropped at the start of the week yeah already um uh christopher tolkien died yeah that's sad Rest in peace. um oh,
0: well, he's not the one that was running tolkien State anymore, yeah was he? he was oh he was he was the I man in charge was. no so who's in it now
1: it's a good question
0: oh boy is that what's going on
1: i don't th- there's no evidence or anything or even speculation of like any sort of power struggle or any conflict over the vision but
0: speaking of power struggle can we talk about the Harry and Meghan thing for a second? It's not pop culture, but do you know what's going on?
1: They're leaving.
0: Yeah, that's so freaky.
1: I don't pay attention to the monarchy. I kind of just it's... don't on principle. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and plug my ears and go la, la la la. You can say your thing. La 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 la. I'm not gonna. I am not going i do not have that much okay. to
0: say. Basically, they <laughs> just they they uh they're they've removed their his and her royal highness titles. Mm-hmm. They're giving back their three million dollars that that uh they use from taxpayers to renovate their building Mm -hmm. Uh, they're staying in britain but they are fully like severing from the royal family Mm -hmm. and i love all the memes that are coming up it's like okay megan operate or uh, uh what is it uh um fucking order uh activate order no execute there good lord i was drawing a blank (laughs) execute ordered, 1776 (laughs) (laughs) this is phase two of the revolutionary war we're going to take apart the royal family from the inside oh we have um we have 12 days until brexit oh yeah barring dumbass johnson asking for a fourth extension yep i like uh, this is the thing i love paying attention to brexit because it makes me, it helps me get distracted from the dumpster fire that is our American <laughs> politics at the moment. Fair enough. Sometimes Fair enough. I like to, it's it's escapism. It's like, hey, you're, you're fucked up.
1: <laughs> Speaking of dumpster fires, The Rise of Skywalker is now the lowest rated Star Wars movie on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Damn right it is.
1: And, and you know, I don't care that much about Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's a very flawed metric. We had a whole discussion about that at one point. Yes, we did. Go back and check out whatever episode that was.
0: That was like episode like low 50 that was an early one uh, yeah I don't,
1: I don't remember yeah i don't know. um i don't think it's worse than phantom menace i don't think it's worse than attack of clones i don't, I don't even think it's worse than solo
0: i think it's worse than solo no uh, i didn't no you didn't you think no, solo is the worst i thought it was on par with rogue one no i didn't i thought it was on i don't fucking remember you gotta sort out your priorities it's down and... there yeah. It's just kind of a muddled mess of what I don't like cuz I don't want to like sort them because that means I have to think about them more.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's it's not great and um you know As much as I don't like hating things, it's kind of fun to see it get its comeuppance. Yeah. So,
0: when we were at uh we had dinner on Saturday or on Wednesday at church and there's a couple people I haven't seen that I like to talk to movies about talk to about movies with and they're like, "Oh, I haven't seen you. Uh, what'd you think about Rise of uh, Rise of Skywalker?" And like the whole table was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." I kept it, I kept it brief, relatively brief for me. So only like back thirty minute mm-hmm. ranting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, seems reasonable. Yeah.
1: Um. Speaking of bad movies, apparently Doolittle is really bad. Really, it's got a twenty seven on Metacritic right now. Wow. That's like a. You know what? That's worse than Hellboy.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. How the fuck did Hellboy get that high? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Hellboy was in uh, was single digits. No,
1: it's like thirty, thirty-one.
0: Fuck that. What's like uh? What's Fantastic or Van and, like, Catwoman.
1: Um, I think Fanforstic is, um, well, you know, I can look it up. I have IMDb open. 27. So, same as Dr. ill I think Catwoman's quite a bit lower, but I might be.
0: I think Hellboy's worse than Catwoman.
1: I, yeah, I agree. Uh, Catwoman's also 27.
0: Wow, they just don't go below 27, do they?
1: No, there's, I've seen single digits before. I just can't remember what I have seen that is single digits. Gotcha. Um, making no money. Also, yeah, I don't have any beef with it, but I like to see bad movies do badly. Yeah, just
0: I, I don't. You know, I, I also like to see bad movies do badly because it tells the producers like, "Hey, don't do bad movies again." Right. Um, I don't like seeing Robert Downey Jr. suffer.
1: Yeah, that's the. But
0: also, he's made so fucking much money; he'll be fine. Yeah, and you he can't. It's gonna be hard gets... to kill his career. Well,
1: he gets paid anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I it's it's going to be hard
0: to kill his career. You've got to do, like, nine of those things to offset all of the MCU.
1: He'd have to go into, like, a, a drug-fueled spiral and quit acting and have to go to rehab for several years or something, and that would that'd probably take his And then career. probably
0: get out and then end up drunk in someone else's house and then mm-hmm. go back to rehab. and Yeah. Yeah. It'd be. Yep. But who would do that?
2: I don't know.
0: Robert Downey Jr. That's He did that, if yep. you're missing the joke. Yep. I'm, I'm kind of saying this, I'm kind of <laughs> explaining this to make it clear that it wasn't one of us. Right. Cuz i got very specific. <laughs> I went very specific with it. Right? So I'm just making sure people don't know that 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 was not me that did that.
1: <laughs> it was Robert Downey Jr. did that. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. did that. Yeah. I can I neither confirm nor deny whether I also did that.
0: I have done 80% of it. Okay. I was not drunk when I ended up in someone else's house. All right.
1: <laughs> don't know if that makes it better or worse. <laughs> I'll let you think about that one. <laughs> Moving on. Uh Oscar Isaac is going to star in a movie based on the comic series called Ex Machina by Brian K. Vaughn, which is not related to the sci-fi movie by Alex Garland of the same name, which weirdly also starred Oscar Isaac. Oh! And if you understood that, good job. Because I just kind of made noises there for a while.
0: Ex Machina. It, what? what um, it's Brian K.
1: Vaughn, it's technically Wildstorm, I think. It's un, So it's under DC. Um, it's not superheroes at all. It's like sci-fi.
0: Wildstorm, I think so. Um, well, okay. So if it's how long ago was it? Because if it was if it because if it was Wildstorm, eight years, nine years ago, or before it was Image Comics. Two
1: thousand five.
0: That was Image Comics. Okay, it was under Image, which makes more sense because Brian K. Vaughn doesn't work with uh DC. Okay. Um. But yeah, that was flashback to my image thing. I actually remember this.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh my god!
0: Um, Wildstorm became a DC property, but before it was uh, Jim Lee's um, Image Comics studio. So that was probably that was towards the end of the the uh, image Image Reign. Okay. But they became, I believe, it was two thousand eight, nine or ten, around that area, like early, late aughts that um, DC took it, and then it was two thousand eleven that they merged them all into the universe. Okay. Yep. Cool. I remember that. Wow. I'm glad I remember this stuff. Yeah. Say, you remember what, uh, enemy of the show, uh, Rob Liefeld's studio was called?
1: Extreme Productions. Extreme with
0: an X. It's just extreme. (laughs) Did we, did we read his tweet?
1: No, I don't think we did. Read his tweet, please. Oh, God.
0: I need to go find his fucking tweet. I'm pretty sure I took a screenshot of it. This dude, this dude needs to see someone. (laughs) Yeah. So, he just tweeted this. Not added any. He didn't at anybody. He just, just tweeted this out into the ether. Hey, you. Yeah, I read your ridiculous tweet. The one where you act like you have a career even remotely resembling mine? You didn't. You won't. Keep dreaming. First of all, fuck you, asshole. That's an arrogant thing to say. Yeah. Like, just... there's not there's a difference between confidence and arrogance we've talked about i think Mm -hmm. i've talked about this on here Mm -hmm. the reason i don't like megan trainers because she's always on the line of on the other side of arrogance Mm -hmm. um also it's really hard to have a career that resembles yours rob boy did you have an interesting career yep make that much money doing
1: something that badly
0: yeah what the fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't think anyone wants to have your career Mm -mm. um
1: because i have artistic integrity (laughs) <laughs> oh snap, uh, Rob Liefeld! <laughs> and
0: I kind of know how to draw feet.
1: Oh snap, Rob Liefeld.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Rob. Enemy of the show, Rob Liefeld. Again, I hate your work, but I also acknowledge the fact that you have done a lot to further comic books. Yep. So your impact is respectable. I don't like your art or your writing um and you're really annoying on twitter and this is an arrogant thing to say and maybe don't say this stuff like if you're if you for some reason listen to this podcast like you just hear from through the grapevine somehow mm-hmm. that you're officially dubbed as the enemy of the show stop tweeting arrogant shit this is why rob this is why this is a big reason i don't like you because the stuff you tweet is just speechlessness inducing.
1: This is why I'm not on Twitter mostly. <laughs> just People oh, shouting at guy. each other. It's sad.
0: And I don't I don't know if I ever see him like support local comic writers. Like mm-hmm. I see that from a lot of other like independent writers and stuff. Like they'll do what they they'll like they'll retweet people's like, Hey look, I drew this and be like, yeah cool, great. And like stuff yeah. like that. But I never see him do that. He's mm-hmm. such a arrogant prick. And I I if I remember our episode correctly I think he was one of the reasons that the whole fucking Image Comics came crashing down from its initial thing. Mm-hmm. Like he did things behind his, behind everyone else's back.
1: Wouldn't surprise me.
0: Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, yeah. So shut the fuck up, Rob. Yep. Bobby.
1: Yep. Uh, National Treasure Three might actually be happening. <laughs> oh God, really? Yeah. Uh, was too good. Two was watchable. It was. I mean, it was kind of the first one again, but a little worse.
0: Yeah. Um. I wonder what this one they're gonna. I wonder what they're gonna steal this time. The moon. No, they already did that. In Despicable Me. Oh.
1: Hmm. And
0: that weird, like Russian, like Steve Carell doing a weird Russian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that?
1: Yeah. That I don't. Was, I don't want to. But yes.
0: It was almost worse than Mickey Rourke's.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That. Yep. That. that that's fair. Bjord I I'm, want my board. <laughs> bored. I want my board. Board. <laughs> I
0: love that. It's like the, board. It's like B J O umlaut R D. Board. Scandinavian
1: Mickey doofus.
0: <laughs> I want my board.
1: That's what they're gonna steal. They're gonna they're gonna st- steal American icon Mickey Rooney.
0: Mickey Rooney.
1: No, that's uh that's the guy the racist guy from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, Mickey, no. Rourke. Rourke.
0: You're talking about the Iron Man yeah. two guy, right? Yeah, I'm forgetting Mickey his name. Rourke.
1: Mickey Rourke. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, <laughs> Matt's having a rough time today. It's been bad. He's having a tough go at it. Oh boy. Moving on.
1: Moving on. Uh, Nicholas Cage also says everyone should watch Marriage Story.
0: Yes, I 100% agree.
1: Uh, I'm gonna that I'm gonna make that my one movie that I get to this week.
0: Oh, you haven't seen it yet. Ah. Oh.
1: If I do get to one movie this week, that's my goal. It is. Such that's the a one.
0: Good movie. It's such a good movie. It needs. Is it? It's on Best Picture. No, it's not. It's an actor, and actress, but it's not in Best Picture. Isn't it? No. Nope. Got snubbed. Isn't it? I'm pretty certain it got. I'm snubbed. pretty
1: certain it's on there.
0: I'm gonna look at my screenshots. Yeah,
1: you're gonna look at. Gonna
0: it. look at my screenshots
1: this needs to be a recurring song this is good no keep it going
0: no need to look at the my screen- screenshots <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh oh yeah wait did rise of skywalker get best picture okay then that's not the red right screenshot listen
1: uh,
0: best picture oh it did we're good yeah Thank no, God. I, I know things Wow, there's a lot of best picture. I didn't realize there was that many. They can
1: nominate up to ten in any given year. Up
0: to ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Nine. (laughs) I know things. (laughs) I know things. I know some things. (laughs) Take a look at my screenshots. (laughs) That's I mean, the thing is, everything that I talk about, almost everything I talk about, all my news and stuff is screenshots. So Mm -hmm. and I take a lot of screenshots on my phone. Yeah. Because it's the easiest way to remember things yep it's fun to go back and look at my old screenshots let's see what my oldest this is not our topic today matt what's our topic today while i go to look at my oldest screenshot
1: intertextuality which is just a fancy word for fan service
0: yep no it's different it's not fan service i kind of want to talk about the difference between fan service and intertextuality
1: okay i I think fan service is probably a subcategory of intertextuality. Yes. I think that's it, is. it. absolutely is. Let's let's lay out some definitions here for the also folks who Also, my oldest home.
0: screenshot is just a screenshot of the sharpshooter feat from D&D. Okay. Followed next by everything is awful and I'm not okay. Questions to ask before giving up. Wow. I um, was really depressed on, uh, when did I take this screenshot? Uh, we're going to see how long, how, uh, how often I delete screenshots. Um... Wow, it doesn't tell me. Hmm. That's... Oh, wait. 2018. Oh, wow. That's under a year ago. No, that's two... Oh, my God. It's 2020, yo. <laughs> two years ago. Yeah. I was really depressed two years ago. Everyone who's listening, this probably knows why. Mm.
1: <laughs> that, makes, that makes sense.
0: Anyway. Matt, anyway. what is intertextuality?
1: Basically, it's a it's a fancy word for, in some work of art or medium having a reference to some other work of art or yes or story or something like that um
0: not necessarily just a reference but something but connecting them
1: yeah some yeah something something that your your brain looks at and goes oh i'm thinking about this other thing also now and all the connotations and Mm -hmm. emotional and thematic weight that that might carry yes
0: yeah um examples huh
1: Got examples for me?
0: I've got a few examples. Um, I want to dwell on two of them for the majority of. Hey, it's time to go to bed. Shut up, phone. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how many times we record through nine o'clock. I'm gonna throw. You told my me phone to go to bed. I'm. T- I'm your, just. I'm following your instructions. At your Matt's apple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're gonna dwell on two. Um, so really quick, I want to. Go into the difference. My personal brief difference between intertextuality and fan service. Mm-hmm. Intertextuality to me should serve the purpose of the plot. Okay. Fan service is to sh- put it on the screen and have people go, ah, oh, I know that, and that's it. All right. The two examples we're going to dwell on and how this is done well and how it's done poorly are Avengers: Endgame and Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Two Disney movies that came out this year. No, last... Year. <gasps> last year. Last year! We're going to talk about both... Endgame is... Yeah, 19. Yeah. yeah. So two, two 2019 Disney movies and how they both did horribly and did fantastic. Mm-hmm. The good version of it is... Last Jedi. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is, didn't have a
1: whole lot of intertextuality, as I recall.
0: It had... So the thing... Yeah, no, it it didn't because it it's furthering. Mm-hmm. So it's so okay, so the example of intertextuality, let's just get this out there, is the fact that Endgame went to time travel and primarily the New York scene mm-hmm. is where that intertextuality is. You mm-hmm. see the inter specific moments of intertextuality are seeing the Hulk do his the Hulk smashing thing, but from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And the reason that that is intertextuality, not fan service, is because after it shows that, it goes back to the Hulk now, and you see his personal feelings of himself from the past, right? And his development as to where he is now. It adds to that character plot. It mm-hmm. adds to the story itself as well. Um, fan service is uh, is in Last Jedi. When no, it's not. It's in Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, when pretty much anything happened. Um, <laughs> uh, You have a the,
1: specific and egregious one, because I have a couple.
0: Um, The one to me is the the medal given to Chewie.
1: That was the exact one I was going to go for.
0: <laughs> that serves... Okay, y- you could say, oh, it's because he deserved it. It's like, fucking no one cared.
1: Yeah. Like, okay, so we deserve... Why are we giving it to him now?
0: Yeah, like, he's done so much. <laughs> it's... I get... If you think that from Star Wars Episode 4 through 5, 6, 7, where he watches his best friend die, 8, where he sees another two of his best friends die, 9, that him getting this bullshit medal is the conclusion to his arc, you are fucking massively misguided on what a character arc means. Yep. I got a little heated there. You got very vehement. (laughs) I enjoyed it. (laughs) Chewie's character arc is much more than that initial missed medal. Mm-hmm. And just, if you think that that's the conclusion to it, then you misunderstand what a character arc does. Yeah. It's fan service. It's, there was a small number of people like, eh, Chewie never got a f-. I said, Stewie, Chewie never got a medal. And then so they're like, okay, we'll give him a medal. You're just like jerking off 3% of the people that's ever seen this movie.
1: Speaking of hand jobs, <laughs> <laughs> that's our it's... theme. I think it's this time. <laughs>
0: yeah, God. God. <laughs> um, that's, it's, it's fan service. It's not intertextuality. It's not bringing it – yes, it is bringing it back to episode four, but it's mm-hmm. not doing it to further the plot in any way. Right. It's to shut some motherfuckers up. Yeah. <sighs> I hate fan service so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought of an actual moment of intertextuality in Last Jedi. Okay. Y- Yoda showing up. Yes. Cause he brings all of the weight of the Yoda character and so you're like, Oh it's Yoda but then also he, he furthers the plot because he basically explains the main theme to Luke. <laughs>
0: yeah. He does kind of like set it out loud, yeah. It's like draw he's like, Let me fucking draw it for you, dude.
1: <laughs> Failure. Isn't that important? Um <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, that's that's an example of fan service where so intertextuality done poorly to become fan service. Yeah. Um fucking uh we're talking about J.J. Abrams and his obsession with fa- – oh, excuse me, fan service. In Star Trek, having Spock – I'm hiccuping. I ate pizza, greasy pizza, pizza. And I had jalapenos on it. And I'm- Nice. Hiccuping.
1: That's uh, bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, Having Spock yell con. Yeah. That didn't do anything. Nah. Didn't do anything to further the plot. Yeah, I am angry at con. Like, all right. Cool. And they yell the exact same way Except he didn't do it the exact same way um but it's fan service.
1: Mhm. Yeah. And it's uh JJ yeah, uh, Abrams does kind of a lot of that.
0: He does. That's what he thrives on. And that's yep. what I've been saying for a long time like since since realizing that after uh with last Jedi or uh Rise of Skywalker coming out I was like mm-hmm. this is that is his domain. Yeah. Which is fine in some cases. Maybe don't have him do a DC movie. Yeah. Please.
2: Yeah.
1: I I'll defend the Millennium Falcon scene from the start of Episode 7. I think that's a good use of it because, for one thing, it's like, okay, the Millennium Falcon's back. Yay! Fan service. But also, it's it's a character moment for both Ray and Finn. They're kind of testing their own boundaries and mm-hmm. exploring new things. Um, and so, it doesn't really matter what ship they're in, I guess. But in order to further the plot, they need to somehow get to Han Solo and some yeah. ship. And you know it's just it's it's fun to see that ship actually being used as a ship again. Yeah. So and
0: also like it does play a part in finding and like Han being like going, oh, yeah. that's my ship. Maybe I should like it. It spurs the conversation. Mm-hmm. Where if it was just some people that show up, he'd be like, get the fuck off my ship, and would ignore them. Right. But it's like you're in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. I need to investigate further. Yeah. Um, other examples of intertextuality. Um. Really, the MCU as a whole—it's
1: uh, a lot of a yeah. lot.
0: There's very little fan service.
1: It, well, part of the problem is those are designed as an interconnected universe, so yeah. it bleeds from intertextuality to just textuality, I guess, because it's yeah. more of a a meta text unto itself. Yeah. Um, and the like the the references in Endgame and the like going back to those specific plot moments to further plot and extend character developments that's distant enough from itself that it, yeah i think it actually it, it does count definitely but yeah um
0: the uh, uh i could do this all day scene mm-hmm. like that's kind of fancier. the the thing all of the inter intertextuality in endgame in the past like in all the behind the scenes stuff is all designed purely to further or to show to show you before and after mm-hmm. like we've seen them grow, but some people might not really see that mm-hmm. over time, but now we can see the before and after interact. Right. Watching the two of, watching the two Captain America's fight, albeit they didn't do the thing I wanted them to do where the new one or the, the present day kicks the old one's ass cause he's learned more, mm-hmm. but he goes, I could do this all day. And Captain, and like present cap's like, yeah, I know. Like <laughs> <just> the <laughs> he's over that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like using Bucky's alive to like fuck with him. Mm-hmm. Um, the the elevator scene, leaning in and saying "Hey, o Hydra," yeah, uh, is it's a that was that was almost a fan service, but it wasn't right. It, it was used to change what's going on,
1: right? And they could have had the conversation go slightly differently, and it wouldn't be a fun reference. But yeah. like, I mean, as a fan, it's fun to be serviced now and then. Yeah, now and then. As long
0: um, as it's not egregious,
1: uh, yeah, it has to it has to have its own meaning. Yeah. Like, I would I would like that scene if Steve just somehow reveals that he knows what's going on and gets out of it, but doesn't do the classic hail Hydra mm-hmm. to imitate the comics, the famous comic yeah, panel where exactly. it ended with him that some people maybe don't know about. Um, yeah, there was a
0: there was a comic about two years ago where the, it ended. The last panel was him saying hail Hydra. Yeah, but it turned out like two issues later, because fucking they can't ever change the status quo. That he was what, like, he was faking it, or like he was a different person, he was a clone, a or something? deep agent, or something. Yeah. I, I don't
1: know. Um, but it was it was a big cultural moment what then happened, and so tying back to that, it's just a it's an extra layer of fun on top of what they needed to happen in that scene, and so I think it I think it works out pretty well. Um. So this is gonna need to go on Instagram because Preston's getting distracted.
0: It looks like a military guy. Like it kinda, looks like kind of, kind of does. He's got like utility stuff on it.
1: We're looking at the the back of the record album for "Lilies uh, of, of the Field" with Sidney Poitier. Poitier, Porter, Portier. Yeah, there's no R. Poitier. Poitier. Poitier.
0: Poitier. Poitier. I think that's it. Composer conducted by Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, he's a real person. I would most of them are assume so. Given <laughs> that this is a thing in front of me, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is our Instagram uh, teaser. All right. Um. Anyway, what we're talking about? Uh, intertextuality. Intersexuality. Yes.
1: Um. So Star Wars has been kind of egregious and bad about that, and Rogue One, as much as I like that movie, has some bad moments of it. The um, the two, the the testicle face and pig nose bumping into um uh jinn on Jeddah. huh remember the guy at the start of new hope there's the
0: he doesn't oh. like you i don't like you either the guy that gets his arm cut off yeah yeah and
1: then they bump into jinn on Jeddah. that's not necessary it's a uh, that's fan service thrown yeah through. it absolutely is she doesn't need to bump into someone there yeah um, and it has Rogue One has a couple of those moments throughout, um, but I think Rogue One also does it kind of well because the whole plot is designed as a, a build up to yeah. New Hope, and so the things that lead directly to that, the actual plot elements,
0: that is intertextuality, right?
1: Done, done well.
0: Yes, um,
1: good intertextuality. Good intertextuality. Yeah, because I uh, fan service, I think, is a subcategory of intertextuality. Yes, exactly. It's yeah. pointless yeah. intertextuality.
0: Yeah, it's it's, yeah. I guess Uh, to me personally, I think I I agree that they can be, one can be a subset of the other. I personally like to dichotomize them where there's one and Mm -hmm. the other. Okay. Um,
1: I want to come up with a name for good intertextuality then.
0: Well, I mean, oh, for your for your yeah, for my my
1: subcategories.
0: Connective develop connective development.
1: All right, I'll take it. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: I'm good at words.
1: Connective development. <laughs>
0: Connective development and fan service. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we've, solved so, all, okay. <laughs> we've solved all the world's problems. <laughs> it's like a delay. <laughs> we both just jumped into whatever. Um, so, yeah. The, why, why is fan service – okay. Mm, I'm trying to think of a question that could spur more conversation. Uh, why do
1: studios feel like they can get away with fan service in the first place? Why do they inter- insert it into their movies if it's so meaningless and egregious?
0: I think it's because a lot of people aren't going to movies for the meaningful and opposite of egregious. Yeah, I mean, there's
1: kind of an obvious answer to that question. Yeah,
0: well, it's people, it's... people listening to this, people watching, people who lack nuance just care about the... Like, oh, I recognize that. I The the movie makes me feel like I care or they care about me and what I know and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, they're just
1: – you're going to a movie to have fun. And, and there's nothing
0: wrong with it. I, yeah. Again, I'm not going to say – I I have gotten past the point. I've finally grown past the point of you should dislike this movie because it's all fan service. I haven't done that with Last Jedi. I think it's a bad movie because of – Rise of Skywalker. Huh?
1: You keep saying Last Jedi.
0: Fucking hell. I think Rise of Skywalker is a bad movie because it's all fan service and I don't like fan service. Yep. We're going to get it. We are still waiting on that episode where if if art is subjective, Mm -hmm. (laughs) stuck fucking (laughs) God damn. We can't get into it. Um, but I'm not going to tell people they shouldn't like it because a lot of people go to movies for different things. Yep. For example, I go to movies to feel or to, to, to think and to figure it out myself as it's going on or to notice things and Mm -hmm. understand what's going on on a Mm -hmm. deeper level. Um, some people just go to watch some fucking dope ass lightsaber things and yeah. force force lightning the world and uh, <laughs> apparently get younger if you just you just suck the juices from your people and your grandkid and um I'm just spewing spoilers but I don't care at this point. People yeah. who care have seen it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so people some people just care to just go watch a movie and be like, haha, I get that, yay, right. and then move on. Yeah and i think the problem we're we're facing this problem if we have a pop culture media podcast right which means a lot of what we watch is designed for casual moviegoers we're not mm-hmm. doing movies on or doing a full podcast on midsummer level stuff where it's like very tiny details and very artsy mm-hmm. we're not going to do an entire episode on shape of water we're not going to stuff like that we should because i want smart think yeah <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: he said thinking very unsmartly
0: <laughs> um yeah there's nothing wrong with it um and i think that's why that's what the answer is, is that they think they can get away with it because they can and that's yeah it's not getting away with it it's just they're they have a different goal
1: we're kind of at a, at a perfect moment i think in our cultural moving movie watching experience for studios to want a lot of fan service because mm-hmm. i've maintained over the last decade or so that our culture has gotten a lot more pop culture knowledgeable and pop culture accepting comics are no longer the purview of the uber nerd to everyone um and uh people are a little i think more discerning when they're watching movies and they appreciate more and i think i think it's a moment where we're just a little more aware of what's going on pop culture wise Mm -hmm. But the problem is that level of awareness is sort of the perfect thing where you can tickle someone who has a lot of knowledge, but not a lot of nuance, not a lot of depth. Yeah. And I think the – not maybe not the majority, but enough of the paying moviegoers are kind of at that level where they're just fans at the perfect moment to be serviced. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and it's uh, – you don't – I have a friend who just doesn't want to think when they go to movies. Mm-hmm. Which is totally fair, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to thrust Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy on them. Yeah. Except I totally am with this friend. Uh, I'm, going <laughs> to a, I'm working I'm working their way up to being able to uh, be able to notice things in Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, right. Spy. Right. Um, man, I wish that was a shorter name. Because <laughs> <laughs> at least you can, short th- uh, you can shorten three billboards. Yeah. I mean, I just
1: say Tinker, Taylor, and people know what I mean.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Tinker, Taylor. But then you forget about the Soldier and the Spy. But which is which? <gasps> ah, who's the mole? I know who the mole is because I've watched the movie several times. Yep. It's not who you think it is. Actually totally who you think it is. If you're paying attention early enough. Yep. Um Yes. Wow, so many tangents today. Yep. Anything else that we need to talk about in intertextuality?
2: Mm.
0: It's another example of good intertextuality.
1: Mm, that's a that's a good question.
0: Because I I noticed the bad fan service but i don't notice the good intertextuality yeah and i want to try to choose a different movie um maybe in jurassic world somewhere maybe there was something that happened that furthered the plot
1: um i remember that movie
0: exists yeah Um. (laughs) (laughs) okay uh let's do um what's a movie we watched recently that has okay
1: like, actually i do have i do have a moment from jurassic world okay um there's the moment where early on where chris pratt is still on the island and he's trying to hunt down blue to rescue blue and mm-hmm. get her off before the volcano explodes um wow,
0: so many hand jobs in this episode
2: what oh okay get, get her, her off. get her
0: off. <laughs> i guess that wouldn't be a hand job then
2: uh, oh boy
0: moving on moving on
1: um and he goes into the clearing and there's the jeep and it's overturned and he sees the it's it like there's a shot of the reflection in the mirror that says objects in mirror closer than they appear oh yeah it doesn't further the plot and it feels like fan service but i think it's actually kind of a a thematic thing because suddenly he's the monster in the mirror and it's flipped so it's like it's putting uh, the humans in the in the bad guy spot. <laughs> I think that's deliberate. I think it's that, a fan that's service. actually something. it's
0: very secretly intertextual. It's actually
1: got some some theme there.
0: All right.
1: There we go. Found one.
0: That's a good one to close on. Yeah. Uh any other last comments? Well, fan service is bad. And you're you're stupid for liking it. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's uh I wish there was I think the problem that we have is um it's hard to get intertextuality because the mo the you have to write – it's harder to write intertextuality. Yeah. Particularly because you need – first of all, you need pre-existing text. So right. Original movies can't get that. Not so um, much. Long-distance sequels. Uh, I don't know if Halloween has any intertextuality. I'm sure. Um, have you seen it? No. Okay, I haven't seen it either. Uh, but fan service is a lot easier to write because you just put something that existed elsewhere in it.
1: Right. That's all you got to do. You don't have to intersect anything.
0: Exactly. And it's – I think – it's just harder to write, so there's less of it, and we need more of it. And maybe if you're a writer for a big franchise of movies, you should be fucking better at writing movies. I
1: I'm not gonna put this on the writers, I'm gonna put this on the I'm gonna put this on the demand side and say we need a more mature movie audi- movie watching audience. That's you guys. On general. So that's that's on you guys. Spread the word. Fan service it's no longer okay.
0: Be better. Yep. Expect better, we'll get better.
1: Yep. I know a fan service in an original movie. Dog Soldiers. You remember I was telling you about that one? I saw it over the break. It's like Night of the Living Dead, but with werewolves. It's directed by Neil Marshall.
0: Okay. I do remember you talking about it.
1: Um, There's a Matrix, re- Matrix reference. Which oh, that's right. I'm not going to explicitly spoil what it is because it's hilarious. Yeah. Um. I mean like it, it makes sense in the movie. Mm-hmm. It it strikes me as like a Hail Hydra where there's a different way they could have had the conversation, but then there isn't that intertextual extra level. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's adding amusement to something that didn't necessarily need it. Yeah. But it it just makes the experience a little more hey. Yeah. So that's the thing. Check out Dog Soldiers unless you're not okay with gore cuz it's not quite as bad as Midsommar, but it's bad. Yeah. All right. I mean it's a good movie, but shallst we? We shallst. Thanks everyone for listening to us talk about intertextuality. Uh next week is good things and bad things. Bad things and good things? Uh You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean and Spotify. You can find us on Facebook where we post very little actually. Very little. Honestly. It's I,
0: weird to post on Facebook.
1: We should get better. I should get better about it. Just like, I don't know good things, things in bad things good things in bad things so we're going to talk about uh bad movies and bad TV shows and maybe bad comics yeah that have good things in them yeah. good good moments good ideas good the music performances good music yeah we have uh, one
0: example very much oh yes and now I want to go listen to that on the way home let's do it please <laughs> uh
1: yeah so that's that's going to be happening if you <laughs> have if you have any ideas of good things in bad things uh, you should hit us up on facebook or twitter where we're at just us losers pod on instagram where we're also at just us losers pod and i keep meaning to post a picture of alexandra garyatchkina cuz she's playing in the women's world championship right now it's all tied up with three games to go in the the classical portion so i'm going to try to remember to do that uh we're on gmail just us losers pod at gmail.com where if you want to rant about fan service or tell us how it feels to have your fans serviced. Um, More hand job jokes. <laughs> then uh, that, That's probably the place to do it. Gmail, gmail.com. At Just Losers. Wait. Gmail.com.
0: At Just Us Losers.
1: <laughs> Justice Losers. Justice Losers pod at Gmail.com. That's the one. Yep. Got it. Nailed it. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that's all the, the things I'm supposed to supposed to say at this point. Have, have you got the Patreon up and running? Nope. <laughs> all right. We're going to get a Patreon up and running. It's a... Uh, Biotical challenge. Bionicle Challenge. Um,
0: From. Wow. I'm kind of trying to think of a hard one, but I can't. Because it's all like Star Wars or fucking Marvel, and there's a million ways.
1: Or hand jobs.
0: Or. Hand jobs. (laughs) Find a Wikipedia page for hand jobs and get to Bionicle. (laughs) That's going to be a tough one.
1: Uh we 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 accept no responsibility for any um uh um...
0: do that one on
1: incognito <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah, uh, that's the Bionicle Challenge. We will eventually get the Patreon up and running. It will it's not us begging for money as much as if you want us if you want us to see a movie, give us the money for a ticket and we'll go see it.
0: Some of the money for a ticket. We're not gonna ask yeah. you to be us forty bucks to go see a movie a little help if we're gonna go see more
1: movies we're young and broke yep <laughs> yeah.
0: well we're broke
1: we're we're, old. we're getting old <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, i think that's all the things i'm supposed to say so thanks for listening bye bye
0: i am well aware Maybe